It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday the 4th of April. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, Donald Trump is set to appear in a Manhattan court today for his arraignment over alleged hush money paid to porn actress Stormy Daniels ahead of the 2016 election. Meanwhile, Thomas Cashman has been jailed for a minimum of 42 years for the murder of nine-year-old Olivia Pratt-Corbell in Liverpool last year. And former Conservative Chancellor and leading Brexiteer Nigel Lawson has died at the age of 91. The time right now is 6 this is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. And an awful lot to talk about, as there always is uh, these days. Some good news, some bad news, some very worrying crime news, uh, and uh, some, well, um, encouraging uh, crime news. In the least we saw yesterday with Thomas Cashman, uh, the uh, ruthless murderer of nine-year-old Livia in uh, Liverpool, getting a 42-year minimum sentence. I think most of us think, oh, finally, someone gets sentenced to a reasonable term for such a horrendous, horrendous crime. So casually just shooting his gun into a family home and hitting that child. Um, But at the same time, we also saw yesterday the extraordinary situation of a 21-year-old man who uh, four years earlier had uh, raped a 13-year-old girl in park, repeatedly sexually assaulting her on a number of occasions over a month, walking free, told he was too young to go to jail. 
and getting only 270 hours of unpaid community service instead. What is going on with the world? We'll talk about all of that. And of course, Donald Trump with my guest joining me all this morning, Candice Holtzwell, who's a writer and commentator. Good morning to you. Good morning. I suppose we should, though, really, we should start with Donald Trump. That's the big event of the day. Probably big event of the month, many people are saying. Um, he has travelled to New York. Uh, from his Mar-a-Lago home in uh, Florida. Um, he's in his apartment overnight, uh, later today, 2.30 um, New York time, 7.30 p.m. our time. We'll be carrying it live here on Talk TV. Of course, he will be appearing uh, at uh, the uh, court in New York where he will be um, well, finding out for the first time what he's going to be arraigned for, which is an extraordinary situation where we know it involves Stormy Daniels, the porn actress he had allegedly had an affair with, um, and uh, $130,000 of hush money paid to her uh, by her lawyer ahead of 2016 presidential election, by, sorry, by his lawyer, and then reimbursed, it is claimed, by Donald Trump. And the claim is that this was a misuse of campaign funds. It was declared as a legal expense when it wasn't a legal expense, and therefore he faces charges on that. We don't know what other charges or what the evidence is and what else is involved in this. But this is the first time that we will hear it and the first time that Donald Trump and his lawyers will hear it. Yeah, it's quite an extraordinary thing. And I wonder if that's why they've argued for the cameras not to be in the courtroom, because they don't know quite yet how they're going to play it and how it's going to work out. I mean, we've had all these legal dramas over the past however many years with Gwyneth Paltrow, Amber yeah. Heard, Johnny Depp. This could be huge. But they're not allowing yeah. it. Just and a few still say, it's, photographs. It's Donald Trump's lawyers who've argued to not have the cameras in court. So the cameras are going to be in the corridor outside the court. He may make a speech in a corridor within the building. And the camera is going to still cameras are allowed in there. So we can have some shots, but not video. And there is going to be video footage before the arraignment hearing begins. Interestingly, of course, um, no handcuffs, bearing in mind he, yes. he is surrounded by FBI at all times as a former president. Um, and also no mugshot. I'm assuming because we kind of know what he looks like. Although there have been plenty of lawyers in America who are saying a, a mugshot is always taken. It doesn't matter who someone is, they do a mugshot. This, in this case, there's not. And I'm wondering, again, if that, to a certain extent, is a political decision on the basis that a mugshot would, would, be, would help. They thought, thought that would kind of help Donald Trump in this way that somehow... You know, it's sort of, I see, I'm the victim, yes. I'm the martyr. The persecution narrative, which apparently, yeah. according to them, the Trump campaign has helped them raise money. If you look at the polls, he has shot up in the polls somewhat and DeSantis has declined. So thus far, that is working for him, though apparently only really with the, the his base, not with the wider now electorate. that's the thing, isn't it? Because the polls do show that he is ahead of Ron DeSantis. I think Ron DeSantis is so obviously a, a fantastic candidate. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of things with which I disagree with him on. I've never voted if I'm in an American election at all. And were I were I American in American elections, I would have always thought of myself as a Democrat rather yes. than a Republican. The Republicans yeah. are so far to the right. Yeah. Um, but actually, I mean, Ron DeSantis over lockdown, over the trans issues, things like that. The, the guy is the guy is a hero for me. Um, but it's quite extraordinary that Donald Trump still holds that 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 role in in American society. And and a lot of people who say. You know, they'd, they'd vote for him. They don't like him. They think they think he's a liar. They think he's a, you know, a serial, you know, womanizer. They think he's a serial abuser. They think, they think, they think he's a horrible person. They think, but they still would rather vote for him than vote for the Democrats, or it would appear 
an alternative Republican figure. Why do you think that is? But it's interesting you say that, though, because amongst the wider electorate, apparently DeSantis leads Biden. It would be so much more rational with, for yeah. them to go with DeSantis. Trump, I don't know. There seems to be this unhealthy relationship. They just can't quit him, as they say in the US. I think that they should leave him to one side and back DeSantis. I think that would yeah. be more it's, rational and he has a chance against and Biden. And so having a grown-up in the room. I mean, that's the thing, isn't yes, it? Yes, he is. But again, I do still think, though, I mean, it was the, you know, it was the Democrats and, and failures of, you know, and, and putting up Hillary Clinton back in 2016. They, they created Donald Trump. They it's made, true. they created the circumstances yeah. where that was possible. And again, Joe Biden, supposedly the, you know, look, he's the, the sensible grandfatherly figure. He wasn't going to go to the extremes of some of the candidates. Well, on the contrary, I mean, he's gone through, he's done some ridiculous things since being president. Yes, I know it's been karma. And given the choice, if I, I've got loads of abuse on, online on, when I say this, given the choice, I would have voted for Biden over Trump. End of nothing to discuss. Um, but there is still always a bit of me that thinks I'd quite like Trump to come back in just to put two fingers up to the idiots in the Democrats who genuinely think that you can have such divisive policies um, on things like trans issues, on, on um, you know, all the, all the woke stuff and the BLM. And they need they need to have a wake up call, which they, as, as do Labour in this country, just a wake up call about you. You are just not in touch with the majority of the population. Most Democrats don't even believe a lot of the nonsense that's spouted uh, by this White House. Um, and overall, so do you think, I mean, whatever happens today, um, you know, he's not going to go to jail for whatever he's no. going to be waiting for today. There are numerous other charges. There are civil cases. There are against uh, the Trump organisation and against his family. There are criminal cases brewing. There's also the uh, issue of you know, in, in, you know trying to basically interfere with the outcome of an election when it comes to that phone call to the Georgia uh, figure saying, you know, basically, can you find me a few more thousand votes so I win the election? Now, that's a phone call on tape, for goodness sake. It's not like, you know, that's not even he said, she said. He is facing a whole barrage of these problems. Do you think any of these will be the one that will prevent him becoming president when apparently he could... He could be president, he could run for election and he could actually be president and still be behind bars. There's nothing, there's nothing whatsoever in uh, the Constitution to prevent that. I mean, in this country, if you serve, you know, you have a long, a certain length of jail sentence, you have to resign as an MP. Therefore, you couldn't be prime minister. But in America, not so. Yeah, there's no legal obstacles. It is damaging him, though. I mean, so far, all the polling shows that his base don't mind it and it's energising them. But the wider electorate don't yeah. like it. They're tired of it. They don't want a 2016 reboot. There is that, isn't there? Well, I'd love to hear from you. Do get in touch um, as he's expected to be arraigned today. Faces more than 30 charges, we're told. Will this help or hinder his 2024 US presidential campaign? And tell us why. Don't just say help or hinder. Tell us why you think it will do him good or do him harm. Tweet me at Talk TV. Text the word talk to 8722. Um, let's also talk about uh, sad death last night. Uh, it was announced uh, Lord Lawson, Nigel Lawson, former uh, Conservative Chancellor under Margaret Thatcher for some six uh, years. He's died at the age of 91. Of course, the father of you know such figures as Nigella Lawson, um, the, the, the TV chef, and of course, uh, uh, Dominic Lawson, uh, Sunday Times columnist as well. Um, I'm an absolute titan, yes. a titan in conservative circles and I would say in, in British political circles. Um, a tax cutter, a leading, I mean, really, really important figure in the, Bre in the Brexit movement. Uh, also very prominent at speaking out against the lunacy of, of, of you know, climate change hysteria as well. Um, a huge, huge figure. And, and my first thought was on hearing of his death. I've interviewed him a number of times, not just on the radio, but in person as well. And um, just 
incredible quite I mean very impressive and quite scary because yeah. he's got such a, a huge brain and and take basically does not suffer fools <laughs> and um um, I just found him incredibly impressive and, and really likable. But 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 also, you just think, where are the equivalents in modern day politics? Yes. Who who are where are the Nigel Lawsons in any party? Yes, yes. He was prepared to go against the consensus, and he absolutely changed the DNA of the Conservative Party. I mean, they were yeah. not known for financial deregulation or mm. liberalisation in any way. And he was criticised for a lot of his policies, but he stuck by them, stuck to his guns, and they bore fruit. Yeah, got rid of it. Was it sixty sixty percent or sixty p to tax top rate of tax? I mean, you think mad madness. I mean, it could easily happen again. Um, but this, you think Rachel Reeves. No. Shadow Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt. I mean, really? No. These people even, I mean, they don't even touch the sides of someone like that. And you don't even have to agree with his policies. But he was a titan. He, you know, yes. he... Yes. Well, he completely changed the political landscape and he shaped subsequent politicians' attitude to economics for generations now. Yeah. I mean, there are still those divides in British society. Do you open up the free markets or do you regulate them? And he was a big proponent of deregulating. Yeah, indeed. And it's really hard for a lot of people who young perhaps think back just how, just how in the sort of, in the slump we were yes. when, when Margaret Thatcher came in. I, I actually wasn't a fan of Margaret Thatcher at the time. I was raised yeah. in a Labour family. I was, but it's one of those things you look back later and you realise how vital those changes were. It's so interesting you say that. And they weren't turned back. There was virtually nothing that Tony Blair turned back on. Yes, both my parents were staunch Labour people and did not like Margaret Thatcher. Mm. And then years later said, actually, when they look back on it, no, what she said was right. And yeah. I think a lot of people felt that. I've, I've, I've always just felt very, very strongly the whole way through lockdowns and things that actually if we had someone you had someone like Nigel Lawson as Chancellor you had Margaret Thatcher as Prime Minister there would never have been a lockdown they'd have looked at the facts looked at the figures they weren't afraid of doing things that were unpopular if they knew they were right and they were long term yes. right and they wouldn't have locked down and I think that's good issue. When you have people who've got that ballast, who've got that intellectual security, yes. um, and you aren't looking at twenty, you know, the next twenty-four hours headlines. Yes. Okay, maybe life was easier then because you didn't have twenty-four-seven news. But I do, I do just think that life would be very different today yeah. if you had people like Nigel Lawson. In I just wonder if it was World War Two that shaped them as well. You know, Margaret Thatcher has said that he mm. lived through it. I mean, those generations became used to managing crises and well, became very confident. Our lot are too soft. Well, too so You know, they, they want to be liked. I don't want politicians who want to be liked. I want politicians who are going to do the right thing for exactly. us. Old-fashioned like that. Anyway, uh, big condolences to uh, Lord Lawson's family. He was an absolute titan. He really was. 6.44 is the time. We're going to talk more about those criminal cases and Easter travel getaway. Usual chaos, folks. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.